great morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome on into the Brass Ring Media flagship podcast for Friday, October 13th, 2023. Good to have you all with us. I'm Zach Haydorn. That is Tyler Sage. Tyler, what's going on, man? Did you did you uh, go on any uh, Twitter rants before uh, before you hopped on here today? I just, you know, that seems to be the thing in the wrestling world. So <laughs> I don't know if you did or didn't do that. No, I did not. Ah. Um, you know, obviously my poll is not as great as some people going on <laughs> things. And, you know, I think my favorite, it's been on every, it's like every Reddit post about the subject is someone just posting the Orange Cassidy saying, I'm so tired, Renee. Uh, <laughs> and they just like, they're like, I'm going to yeah. use this every time until this stops. And uh, it has not stopped. So that, that yeah. kind of gets the vibe. I mean, it gives you and I something to talk about. But when in a week with, you know, I mean, this is the first weekend for a long time that we have not like we're not going to have a roundtable for a pay-per-view. Right. But, you know, there's been lots of wrestling to talk about. And the, this is dominating when it's not Vince McMahon doing something. It's Tony Khan doing something. It's, uh, you know, everything's political in its own way, shape and form. Right. It's kind of that stuff like where, you know, you talk about the personalities you talk about yeah. in the United States right now, you talk about you know, who's going to be the next speaker of the house. And it's not really anything about policy, right? It's all about right. like the person and is, is this team laughing at them or is this team, Oh, we look stupid or, Oh, we look great. You know, same thing in wrestling, right? So, the madness. Yeah. The yeah. madness plays the madness yep. sells. And yeah, I mean, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it all here on our, on our podcast and hit more of it uh, on the members only side of things at brass ring media. This is, as I mentioned, the brass ring media, Free flagship podcast every single week on Fridays. Tyler and I come to you live on YouTube, um, and we talk the the news of the week in professional wrestling. Um, if you can't catch us live on Fridays, you can uh, catch us live or catch us in podcast form the next day, um, and uh, hear this exact show wherever you find all of your podcasts. If you like what you hear, guys, we really appreciate the support and become a member of brass ring media. You can do that over at Patreon, patreon.com backslash brass ring media. You will have full access to all of our content all week long. That includes a members only podcast that Tyler and I do each and every single week, exclusive member written columns on our Substack page, access to our discord world. And Tracy is a, avid participant there happy friday tracy thanks for joining us and yes it is a avenue to talk professional wrestling not on twitter it's a lot of fun um hopefully you join us and then there's odds and ends all throughout uh, all throughout the week and all throughout the month that we give you um as our members so it's four dollars um and again it helps us and it supports the show and makes this all happen and uh, we could we'd appreciate uh any support you'd be willing to give us patreon.com backslash brass ring media all right with that out of the way tyler what is going on <laughs> with tony khan because it's one thing and i didn't agree with this strategy either it's one thing to kind of build some hype for the big tuesday night showdown and and talk a little trash and be a little out there uh before the show in an effort to drum up momentum from your base, if you will, to make it even more of a political uh, analogy. Um, but after the fact, 
you probably don't want to be doing what you're doing if you're Tony Khan. And that is just random tirades on Twitter about John Cena never being on John Cena and the Undertaker never being on a show below, you know, a million viewers. And, and that, so not only are you in that scenario talking about like talent in a way that puts them on a pedestal above your talent, but it's also, you know, your, your show got trounced by 300 plus thousand viewers on the same night. And it's just, I think it's just a total misstep, you know, all this Twitter stuff with Tony Khan. It's a, it's just, it's a, it's a miss all the way around. It was a miss before the show. I think it's a miss after I'm of the belief that it doesn't even matter what it is that he's saying. Like, I just like, I'm not so hung up on, Oh, you know, he called out the undertaker and he called out John Cena. Like, yeah, he did. But to me, it's just the fundamental principle of you being on Twitter as much as you are as the head and president and general manager and CEO of this company, like get your ass off Twitter pretty much. Like, you have way more important, you should have way more important things to do than to try to find random non-win wins for a show that you knew you were going to lose to. Like, come on, there's no reasonable reason to think that you were going to beat a beat NXT in viewership, not with what they pulled out. So I look at all this and I'm like, yeah, whatever. You can analyze till the cows come home what he said. But ultimately, it doesn't matter. You need to be off Twitter. You need to be worried about other things. You need to be not playing that game. Vince McMahon, for as petty as he is, would not be on Twitter saying this kind of thing. It just wouldn't happen. Paul Levesque isn't on Twitter saying this kind of thing. Shawn Michaels isn't on Twitter saying this kind of thing. Um, I think Tony Khan needs to be above that and mature a little bit here. And I think – you know, he's running off. I, I know I've talked to fans that have been like, yeah, like I'm all for the competition, but this has really turned me off. And I, I think that's probably a broad, a broad, uh, a broad opinion. So that's my thoughts on it. Tyler, my guess is we're pretty close to a line on this, but what do you think? Yeah, we are. Um, I would see, take it even further out. Like what you're saying there, all his titles that he has self-appointed himself, right? And Vince McMahon was never that, right? He was, but, you know, that's a whole nother thing to give yourself so many titles and say 80 hours is not working enough. All that stuff that we've talked about in the past. And I would just like to echo your point here. Is there anybody who's a leader of a uh, company, of a country, of someone of prominence, uh, 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 you know, a, a celebrity of magnitude that is active on Twitter, it doesn't have a filter that it is good for them ever in the end to be like that. No, I, never. I would, never. I, would, I would say no. Obviously, different category, but Elon Musk, uh, this strikes me like big Bad. same energy between the two, right? And, um, you know, and if, I've, if I was ever going to get a job for AW, if I do, this video will surface and I will we'll get canned. So keep that in mind for everyone. Please click <laughs> this so you can ruin my career later if that happens. But, you know, it's that whole like to get micro now on that is, you know, I don't I went to private school, so I'll be here for my bio. But my dad work, works for the post office still. And my mom was a secretary. Right. 
So I'm not Victoria Beckham. My dad did not drive a Rolls Royce. I don't know if you've seen that clip rolling around. That, I did. Yes. Yeah, yes. It was very funny. So, but I went to a school. My parents valued my education. So I don't know what yours is. I'm getting in here, but like, you know, they paid thousands of dollars a year for me to go to high school, basically. And um, in that capacity, there's a lot of kids who drive a, you know, brand new Audi to school and they act like they are poor people. Right. And so in that capacity, that's like the level of disparity. And I bring all this up, not just to give you my bio, but there's lots of times where rich kids um, make excuses for some things or act a certain way to cover up for some insecurities that are built into maybe not earning things. Right. I'm not saying that's fully what Tony Khan's situation is here there, but he has not dealt with a lot of adversity. I would say like, when you all humans deal with adversity, right? Some people it's more tangible to like, Hey, you got to survive to get food on the table. I was never in that position. I'm not trying to claim that, but there's some people that are born rich, have a lot of things brought to them. They create issues because like every human needs like an obstacle to overcome. I think that's why people are more happy working in general than not working, even though I think we'd all like to be retired, but there's not like a whole, what I'm trying to say here is Tony Khan has built, him into this situation and this is one of the first times that he's failed pretty drastically and he's not taking it well would be my my psycho my psychology take on tony khan here is that he is like absolutely cannot handle what is going on right now in this moment and he always beat nxt in the past he did not this time he's probably feeling for the first time that the company's on the decline as he's about to try and negotiate a new tv deal so he's freaking out about that so all of it is a bad cocktail for a leader of a company and from the macro to the micro it's bad every step of the way. And I agree hundred percent with you get off Twitter, stop talking. Don't go out in front of the crowd before, during and after the shows like lay low, lay low for like six months and just like put your nose in the book, hire people that will help make your show better hire new camera people that will get the effing shots when edge is spearing people. And like, Thank if you, you. want to work, if you want to work, work and don't talk about working. Cause that's like another thing for me personally is when someone says they work a lot, they do not work a lot. That is a fact of all facts. And we've all worked with people who <laughs> their full-time job is saying how much they work while you're doing everything, all the work, keep yeah. a certain department together. So like that also infuriates me. So I'll, I'll stop ranting here. Not a, That's my Twitter rant for, for people on YouTube and then the patrons. It, it's just, I, I just, I just, I don't get it. Like a part of me just doesn't get it. Like, like I don't, I guess I just don't know what his expectation was. Like, I, I don't know. I just, I always thought looking at this, that there's no way you're going to win. <laughs> and so the expectation at that point should be, well, let's just put on the best show that we can. And, you know, the chips will fall where they may. And the win is in WWE feeling like they have to load up the show. That's the only win that you were going to mm-hmm. get in that. that. That's it. Like when, Once the WWE decided to put John Cena on the show and Cody Rhodes on the show and basically promote The Undertaker, like that's it like you're done like you are done and Mm -hmm. i think i think tony khan put a a nice card up against it i think he 
put a nice show up against it. But not only do these rants after the fact like show that he is not taking this loss well, it also shows that his his idea of where his company is compared to where it actually is is very, very out of whack. And maybe that's throwing him for a loop too, where he thinks they're here and they're really like down here. You're not competing with John Cena and the undertaker and, and Cody Rhodes. I mean, come on. Like it's just, and that's not a knock. It's just John Cena is a mainstream top tier premier. One of the biggest stars the industry has ever seen period. Like, you know, I'm sorry, but Swerve Strickland against Brian Danielson, it's not topping that. Jay White against Hangman Page is not topping that. And, you know, it makes me wonder, like, what his – like, when we talk about weekly, like, man, is Tony Khan really looking inward? And is he really looking at the product with a, a fresh uh, a fresh set of glasses on? This type of tirade, like, tells me that he's not. It tells me that, that he – sees his company in a certain light and in a certain way and is not able to see it for what it really is and therefore not able to correct the issues that could make the product and the show and the company better. Um, This is totally telling to me in terms of how he views, how he views that because I, I think it was just a total out of touch expectation and out of touch reaction um and if that if he's doing that on a public public scale i mean imagine what the hell he's saying like in 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 private like it's just i think it's a total uh just misplaced uh perception of of your of your company and and you know if i'm chris jericho like like i don't know if you're chris jericho especially chris jericho how are you not going to tony khan and saying look tony here's the deal we're not going to beat NXT on Tuesday night. Like that's what he should be saying, you know? And if he's not shame on Chris and if he is, and Tony's not listening, you know, shame on Tony. But I I think this, this whole thing is telling, um, you you know, in terms of where AW is and, and where, and where Tony Khan um, is with the company. And I'd say, you know, if the perception was yikes, the train's off the track a little bit before this show, man, I mean, it is off the track, I think, now that the show's in the can and done. Well, two points on that. First of all, not to hammer your point like negatively, because I agree with you, like Chris Jericho's probably like the voice of reason. But when your voice of reason, like this week, released a podcast with a guy who's talking about the earth being flat, you know, I think that also is like a good correlation of where your, uh, your your counselors are that uh, you might not have the strongest support base Wait, beyond. What did he do? <laughs> I mean, he's always got like he'll do like. I mean, I, don't, I haven't listened to his podcast in a long time, but yeah. it was more like when it was like him and Kenny post the their match at the at the at the Tokyo Dome. That was very cool. Them breaking down the match and how they came together, all that sort of stuff. But yeah, I mean, he'll have like you know guys in rock bands and some kind of interesting people and then i'll have like once a month have like a big time conspiracy person on and and he had like the 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 flat earth guy on again so um because i saw it on his instagram so there's that all and then so the other thing here is like i don't know if you know the answer to this but like tony khan does not have a 
significant other that we are aware of, right? I don't think so. Okay. I don't know, but I don't think so. Because I like, you know, again, I think it'd be great if he did. Uh, <laughs> I think that would help with a lot of things. I think there, you would know, you know, we check our significant others and they check us, right? I think that's an important part of being an adult human um, is, and that's why we kind of, most people get in a monogamous relationship, um, you know, mm-hmm. and that not saying it's not wrong. It's not nothing wrong with that. If you don't do that for any reason or any other version of it, but like most people conform to that in society because it helps to structure you economically and just in your daily life, right. It gives you structure. If you have kids, if you don't have kids, whatever, like, you know, that person's there to, you know, whatever. Yeah. Just think the most, most minute detail you wear, like, some crazy pants and they're your partner's like, Hey, are these like too crazy? And they're like, yeah, they're too crazy. Like Seriously? if you don't have that. <laughs> yeah. If you don't have that, you're going to walk out with those crazy pants on. Right. And, uh, you know, I just think like something like that would very much help Tony to have someone that is a equal. And I'm not saying that he is even interpersonally a bad person. Cause I don't think that's the case. I think he's generally tries to be a pretty nice person interpersonally with people. Yeah. But you know, those people are employees. Those people, like everyone he interacts with is an employee of his, unless it's his dad, who he, you know, is basically an employee of too. With When you're super rich, your parents are more your bosses than your parents, right? Especially in this context where he fronted the money for this company, Shad did, and all that sort of stuff. And he needs to get investment back on that. So anyway, what I'm trying to say here is like, there's probably very few people that like can talk to Tony plainly and he'll listen to without any sort of reason, like, you know, me and you are lucky enough to have, and hopefully everyone else watching this is lucky enough to have someone that you can confide in and can give you guidance that you're going to trust and believe. Right. I think he's missing that. And there's an outlet here for, for Twitter on that front too, or it's Mr. Flat Earth have her on a show. So one of the, two. yeah, I mean, I think you're right. I mean, I think you're right. And like, you know, this is all of course, you know, just psychoanalyzing Tony from a distance, but mm-hmm. you know, I just, I think, and I've, I've said this a lot. Hey, what's up, Sean? Sean just joined us on the chat. Thank you for being here, man. Appreciate you as always. Thanks for supporting the show. And it's always fun to talk wrestling with you. Um, Tony just like at some point, like, like his, here's the thing, man. Like I don't (laughs) losing to NXT, you know, in all likelihood is not going to be the worst thing that happens to AEW and it, during its existence. It's like there's a lot of other issues that you can have. Talent could leave. Talent could get injured. You could have a like, I don't know, you could, we could spend an hour of this show coming up with bad yeah. stuff that would happen. An employee, an employee dies. Not an while working dies. on the job, but like he's dealt with that already. That's a much bigger issue here. And he handled much that the bigger. right way. The right way at least, thank, yes. thankfully. And yes. Cr- credit to him for handling that the best way possible. Absolutely. And the, you know, the, it's, so it's like, or like, you know, if the TV deal goes south, like, I mean, look, I, I think it's a very big possibility that they don't get what they're hoping for. Like, I think they get a major increase, of course, but you know, the SmackDown deal was less than projected and that's SmackDown on Fox doing 2 million plus viewers. Okay. Like, um, he's going to feel that. And it's like, I think there has to be some maturity here. And I think there has to be a recognition of like, okay, like people in my position, like don't, we're not going to shoot down 
You know, we're just going to like run the company how we want to run the company. Shad Khan is not on Twitter, like, you know, mixing it up with, with, with everybody. It just doesn't yeah. happen. When he like, loses, when, yeah, when he loses the football game, he's not talking crap about yeah, the other owner. Exactly. And, and, yeah. and I think it's, it's just, it, it's, it, it's time. Like, you got to figure out what kind of company, like, do you really want to be? Like, like, and I don't necessarily mean from a um, wrestling perspective, but just, just, just in general, like, look, be a wrestling company. You're the number two wrestling company for right now. Mm-hmm. And you're a national wrestling company. And you're one of the only ones to ever play in that space with WWE. That's a huge accomplishment. I mean, it's a major, major, major accomplishment, not to mention, um, you know, you've grown enough too fast. I'd argue that you have three, you know, network, the cable network television properties. You have an amazing talent roster. I mean, you've done some really strong things. Just be that. Be that. Run the company. Don't worry about what else, what everybody else is doing. Don't worry about WWE. You have to move nights. Okay, fine. Compete with them. But then leave it at that because you're not going to win. And just run a good company it'd be one thing to be talking like he is if they're beating wwe or they've got like critically acclaimed shows every single week but a lot of the shows are an absolute disaster including you know what ended up being the mjf promo this week where it's like lost in the shuffle of all this competition madness you have a really distasteful uh part of your major main event promo segment and i you know be nice to hear him comment on that. If, like, if you're going to comment on anything, comment on that. Like, what the hell happened there? Like, I just think he's shining the light in all sorts of the wrong directions, and it's and it's really um, it, it's really been un, unbecoming. And, and ultimately, I think exactly what WWE would want to see. Like, you're playing right into their hands on this. If you think that they are, um, if you think they are like this evil corporate entity who has it out for you. Like you're giving them exactly what they want with this type of, with this type of reaction. And I'm not saying that's how you need to look at them, but I'm saying clearly he looks at it that way. And if he does, you know, you're giving them exactly what they want. Agreed. So let me ask you something. What out of the uh, like psychoanalyzing Tony, you know, world, Mm -hmm. what, what, would be like if you had him on the phone right now and he was like, Tyler, I listen to the brass ring media show all the time and recommend something to me. What, what do I need to do to make, you know, our company better right now? We took a loss. We took it on the chin. I don't love that. So, you know, what, what is it? What do we get? What, what do we have to do? Yeah, I mean, it's stuff we talk about here. First, first and foremost, if I can get like a an extra appetizer in on this, it's it's for him to stay off of, stay out of sight for a long time, six months, like I said, right? Not coming out to fanfare, all that sort of stuff, right? And then the other thing is something we always talk about is I want six people, six men, and three women, right? That's the way you structure your show, kind of from a time standpoint. And I want you to decide on the phone right now who. Uh, is who are going to be bigger stars in the next six months that you've decided and who's going to be your John Cena, your Undertaker, your Cody Rhodes in 
15 years. You got to think that long when you're in this company and someone comes up against you on your night of the week and you're going to fly them in to, to parachute down and save your show so you can beat the competition. Who are those people going to be? And if whoever you pick, I want all six of them as long as they're healthy. They're on every episode of Dynamite and Collision doing something important. And the whole show is built around them. You can have fun stuff around that. But like those simple things, like I want him to pick the nine people and commit that they will be on every episode of Dynamite and Collision. Not all nine, but once a week, I'll get to see them for 15 minutes. And they're, that's what he decides. Like he, it goes through with a fine tooth comb and he checks everything off. And there, it, anything that is in a promo, he has to approve within reason, right? You get an outline. And then all the other stuff I want him to delegate what, you know, who's not in there, right? Like what Jericho's doing is delegated to Jericho and Dean Malenko or something, right? And he doesn't mm-hmm. do any of that stuff. He's like, hey, you have 10 minutes on Dynamite. Do whatever you got to do. That's, I know it's like a longish answer, but that's how I totally, that's what I would advise him as an outsider what to do. Yeah, I, I good stuff. Really good stuff. I, to me, I would, and I think it's, this is, this first thing is kind of right on lines where you're, talking at the beginning i would like i think the tone of the company needs to shift from what it was to what it actually is right now you i don't think you can operate you know with the same um you know little engine that could mindset that you did when you started out like i think at the beginning of AEW, it was valuable for tony khan to get in front of the audience and pump them up and show his excitement. I think that resonated early on, but like you're, you're going, if you're five years in, you're in your fifth year right now, you got to change. You got to act like you've been there before. You got to act like, you know, that you know what you're doing. You got to act like, you know, the show is good enough to rah, rah itself. And you don't need Tony Khan out there doing it. I really think that that's, you know, the perception of Tony as a fan has to go away. Like you can know that, and everybody can understand that and everybody can appreciate that. But I think you got to take that out of like everyday strategy in terms of how to run the company. And then, and then absolutely I'm, I'm with you on the second thing you, they have to pick out who are these top, who are the top guys and they need to be on every show and they need to be featured and he needs to know what's going on. It's so Herky jerky, all this stuff. Where Swerve's getting this push, and then he's losing to Danielson, and that's it. We just had a comment on it from Sean in our in our chat. Matches were good this week, but Swerve needed the win, but he couldn't get one because it would have been a heel heel matchup. So that's clearly Tony going, "Hey, man, it'd be cool to do Swerve versus Brian Danielson on this show. Let's just let's do it." And it's like that doesn't work. Like that worked at the beginning. That worked at the start because. You were just featuring cool matches and Danielson was in this cool environment, but it doesn't work anymore. That makes no sense. That match never made any sense outside of we want to do this match. Mm-hmm. I think they're past that as a company. They, I, I really do. And, um, you know, in order to do that, you have to have some integrity with how you present your stars. You have to have some integrity with how you book. Um, and you can't just pivot because, oh, you want a cool match. Like that is – fan booking that is not we're trying to grow business here booking agreed and 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 it starts with outlining who those stars are yeah and just like for that one instance like if that match did not occur do you think the rating would have been any different 
No, they certainly no, would no. not. Yeah, so you blew that, and you didn't get you any. It didn't yield you anything either. Exactly. Yes, a thousand percent. Great point. Great point. Yeah, totally. I I, I think you could have put on anything on that show, and you probably still get, you know, around six hundred thousand viewers up against you know the onslaught of top talent that WWE was was yeah. putting on. Like, which was a bad you, show too, right? You, oh, you had a whole about it. It show. was a disaster. Disaster of a show. Terrible show. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, awful show. You know the NXT um, yeah. show. To be clear, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I wrote a column for for uh, Brashwing Media members about just how awful of a show NXT really was. Um, that show had its had its own issues. You know, and, uh, you can become a member and read read my column on that. But it's, but you're just yeah, you're so right to point out like if that match doesn't happen and it's Brian Danielson against some other heel. Same exact thing. I mean, at the very least, I think people will pay or, you know, will if you're going to want to see a Brian Danielson versus Swerve, I think you're going to want to see a Brian Danielson match. Like, I really, you know, like, I, I, I don't think there's all that much value in, like, you're not drawing any eyes with Swerve Strickland at this point. He's not there yet. He is there for the people that are watching him, but he's not, like, bringing in new, new, new eyeballs at this point. Do you um, so do you see this like? What do you think the long term effect, if any, this type of tirade or what you learned about Tony Khan the last couple of days, like what will be the lasting immediate impact on AEW or on or on him? Yeah, I mean it, it's hard to say. Like what you know, we I took the angle on our. Um, SE Scoops podcast of like if I'm an executive for Warner Brothers Discovery or for NBC Universal for Fox, watching what's going on here, um, you know it's different viewpoint than you and I have or people in the chat have, but you know I don't think that viewpoint is different if I'm an executive, and this is the guy who runs the company. I think that's like the biggest negative at this point for him, um, because I think people that know Tony Khan and follow him and in this run kind of know that this is this is not like a shocking development, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not like he's like, you know, committed a crime or anything. It's not like a Vince McMahon thing. So that was also not a shock, right? Like when people right. tell you who they are, you should believe them. And that's kind of where I am with Tony. If I'm an executive and like doing a big deal, like, you know, I don't love that. This is like the face of this thing. And not that it's like a negative, but it's, it's not the, you know, just like a sports team owner, right? Like very, very rarely do you see like a sports team owner be out and about. Who who do you have? Jerry Jones, and I don't, I don't know. And like, even what, Jerry Jones, I mean, he's also the GM, so it's like yeah. a little bit. That's even a little bit different, yeah. Because the guy GMs who, are usually out in front, you know. Yeah. So it's a little the bit guy, different, but yeah. Who's the Who's the guy that uh, Steinbrenner? Steinbrenner. Steinbrenner. You know, the Yankees. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think his kids do now, but they're not as active as George was, but. Like, there's, like, a reason for that, right? I don't think the league's, like, the owners being out and being, you know, I guess Jim Irsay for the Colts is, like, a good negative example of, like, mm -hmm. or um, Snyder for, for the commanders before oh, he yeah. left. Like, big negative on those brands. And I don't think Tony's in that zone, but Tony's, like, kind of, you know, if I have a property and that if I'm TNT, like, my properties essentially are reruns of movies that we own or we license – basketball hockey and this guy tony khan's stuff right that's like my whole portfolio at this time at this moment if i'm turner executives and like 
do I like that? Do I like what's happening here? No. Do I send him a note? Do I feel like I can? I don't know, right? So I think that's the biggest thing because, you know, it's just for people like you and me and people that follow this, they are, you know, we just know what it is, right? And it's just like more of the same. And it, it makes you not want to cheer like you did when the company started to have a healthy number two option for the business to do better. It makes you like, you know, it makes me question like, well, why did I rail on CM Punk so much? Like, I mean, yes, he was wrong, but like he definitely has a point in some of these things too. And like, mm-hmm. no one's perfect. No one's hundred percent right all the time, but it, it makes you less apt to defend and excited to watch a product when, you know, kind of those kind of underbelly. Of it. That's, yeah. that's kind of where I am. Yeah, man, it's a good answer, man. I, I, I keep going like my reaction just, just continues to be like, just do grow up. I think grow up, man. Like you are the president of a major wrestling promotion act like it and uh, you know to tracy's point here maybe warner brothers discovery will tell them to cool it they easily could i mean they easily mm-hmm. could they've got a lot invested you know in in aw i don't you know there's the rumors that they're actually invested in aw yeah. but regardless of that <clears throat> they take aw product takes up a lot of airtime on their on their television properties and so um I'd be making a call if that were me, you know, and I was running Warner Brothers Discovery and I saw this. I'm like, dude, like, hey, <laughs> pump the brakes, man. You know, and I'd also, but again, it, it clues me into like, maybe Tony's a little out of touch. And that's the part I think that's most concerning in that, in this whole thing. It's not so much what he said or like he called Shawn Michaels a bald asshole or, you know, whatever. Like, that all is just silly and juvenile and just, you know, just bad. But it's the fact that like you're this upset over something you really, if you know the market, you really should have known like, okay, look, this is going to happen. So what's a win for us? Well, we want to have a good show and we want to win these quarter hours or we want to beat them to break or whatever it is. But being this upset about losing a battle you were always going to lose it's like whoa like you're not you know you need to be knocked down a peg or two and 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 not in a bad way necessarily but like wow okay we're not where we are let's rethink this how do we get to where i want to go and instead it's just rail on it because oh we thought we're gonna win and it's just like man that's that's um that's out of touch that's out of touch yeah like when you think and this is just like the wrestling point of view i mean i agree with everything you're saying there on like the business and just expectation setting and setting your company up for success you know there's lots of ceo's job which he is that's part of his position is to set expectations for the employees and the people that are following the company as well for what is success like you laid out right and just doing that be like hey we're moving we're gonna do the best we can they load up against us it's a win in our minds Flip side is he thought, you know, Eddie Kingston and Minoru Suzuki was going to like give them an edge and going right. an extra 10 minutes with Luchasaurus right. in your main event is going to like, oh yeah, people are going to choose that over literally the undertaker, like going up against a up and comer of the company. Right. And kind of giving him that undertaker dust rub. Yep. And uh, yeah, that's like the yeah out of touch thing. So, well, then not to mention, like I'm thinking about the, the tweet that he sent about John Cena and undertaker and, Oh, they've never performed in front of an audience less than a million. It's like, dude, when did Edge ever perform? 
Yeah. Like, oh, that was like the quick rebuttal for sure. Was like, when did Adam Copeland ever? When did Danielson ever? When did CM Punk ever? Like ever? Yes. Yeah. John All those guys ever. never. All had. those dudes. Like yeah. it's like until they until they did right until they did, and it. Yeah. I mean, it, that's just as ridiculous of an argument because like you know they're moving nights and whatever. It's just a different thing. So it's like it's an equally stupid argument, but if you're gonna make it on one end, you got to be able to <laughs> take it the other way and it's just like boy boy man what a what a what a miss what a miss what a miss yeah. i'd love to know you know you know like what the immediate kind of response is to this because i think at this point like and there's some reporting done this morning on that um i think over at fightful in terms of like what their internal reaction is i didn't have a chance to read it yet i'm in a different spot than normal as you guys all can tell, I'm in a glass case of emotion here. Um, but, you know, it's going to come out. It's going to come out, you know, that people either liked it or didn't like it or, or what have you. And, um, you know, we'll see. We'll see how, you know, whether or not that mindset it trickles down, you know, with certain people I, you know, like I totally can see, like, I don't know, this is just me ranting, but I totally can see, like, Chris Jericho going to Tony, hey, man. It's all right. It's okay. We didn't win, but guess what? The Undertaker and John Cena never wrestled in front of less than a million people. And then Tony Khan going, yeah, man, you're right. Cool. And then, like, just texting it, you know, tweeting it out. Like, I could, like, unfortunately, I could see that. I could see that happening. Or even, like, you know, Don Callis or something like that. Like, I could just picture that that happening. And if that mindset's all around the company, man, I mean – they have a long way to go. A long way to go. Well, there's more. I, I was on Squared Circle while you were talking. I was listening to you. But I was trying to see if I could get that Fightful news. And he's, uh, yeah, he's, I don't know if you saw, like, stuff happen within, like, the last two hours on him. Maybe we'll save that for the uh, patron thing. But basically somebody with following nine people and has two followers um, said something about Tony's mom. I guess she almost died last year is what he's saying. Tony's saying in okay. the clinic saved her life, but he was like, you know, you're talking crap about my mom. So enjoy this ratio and like retweeted him. So he would get like attacked by AEW people. Who, so, who talked crap about his mom? So per, I'm, I, I was listening to you as well, but, uh, da, 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 da. Oh, just like random fan on. Yeah. Twitter? Like, yeah. Like it's called the, the sports book. It's literally a guy. They have two followers. So it's like a bot thing, you know? So he's Jesus arguing with people with two followers on Twitter, you know. So, wow, wow, yeah, it's not. So good. there's there's well, we'll lots going that. on actively, yeah, like actively in this moment on twelve forty one Eastern time on uh, Friday the thirteenth. So Friday, dude, I just realized it's Friday the thirteenth in October. Spooky, spooky. That's very. That is very scary. That is very scary. All right, guys, we will wrap up our free show there. Thank you to Sean and to Tracy and everybody else who joined us. Thanks for downloading the show after the fact on your favorite podcast app. We certainly appreciate it. We are going to head over to uh, the member only show. We'll talk a little bit more about Tony Khan. We'll also talk about Vince McMahon um, and Vince McMahon because he also had a week. If Tony Khan didn't trump him <laughs> with this news, uh, Vince, I think, had a not a great week. <laughs> yeah. In a lot of ways. And we'll talk about that on the member side of the, of the show as well. If you want to become a Brass Ring Media member, we would Gladly have you, and we will make sure to give you all the value that you need in return. It's $4 over at Patreon, patreon.com backslash Brass Ring Media. Um, 
get you access to all of our free shows, our pay-per-view roundtables, our member-only content on Substack, a free weekly podcast, and lots of other hijinks, including uh, access to our Discord world, which has been really fun wrestling discussion, not on the old Twitter X machine. So you can join us there. Once again, it's patreon.com backslash brass ring media. Tyler, thanks a bunch, my friend. Talk soon. See you guys. Thanks, everybody.